Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver! Snow was falling heavily as the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode the trail across the plains of northwest Texas. The masked man and his Indian companion had headed north after hearing of a series of crimes committed by three men in the northwest Texas territory. Little was known about the crooks. The descriptions given by victims were vague and contradictory, since the gunmen had always worn bandanas across their faces and kept their hats well pulled down. Tonto mentioned this fact as he and the masked man rode through the storm. Nobody seemed to know what crooks looked like, Kimasabi. Yes, I know. They've been clever and cautious in their moves, Tonto. We have no way to trail them in storm. We're about 20 miles from the town where they committed their latest crime. Just outside of Baseville that they held up and robbed a train. Uh-huh. We're hoping that we've managed to pick up more information about them around Baseville. I think they'll hide out someplace in the vicinity because of this weather. Uh, weather plenty bad for travel. It'd get worse. 
Last half hour. It continues to get much worse. We'll have to find some place to stop. We'll watch for a deserted cabin. I know there are several along this trail. It's almost impossible for us to go much further in this storm. Come on, Silver. A few miles west in a canyon, three men crouched around a campfire under a protecting ledge. One of them, a young man in his early 20s, pulled his coat tighter and spoke complainingly. Jeff, we stay here with this blizzard getting worse by the minute. We'll be in real trouble. Oh, stop complaining, Hal. I've been riding with Jeff Jeffers for a couple of years. There's never been any trouble he couldn't find the way out of. Let him squawk if he wants to, Joe. Gives him something to do. But, Jeff, we haven't any supplies. We're running out of firewood. I'm already hungry. With the fire dying down, I'm getting mighty cold, too. Hey, you know, Jeff, Hal's right at that. We better do something before we really get snowed in here. What do you expect me to do? I can't perform miracles, make it stop snowing? No, but maybe we could start out and find a cabin nearby where we could stay through the rest of the storm. There's no danger of us being recognized. Yeah, we're carrying plenty of cash and gold in our saddlebags. Anyone got wise? Cash and gold aren't any good if we starve or freeze to death. I don't care what you want to do, I'm getting out of here. I can't stand this any longer. All right, all right, take it easy. We'll set out and try to find a cabin someplace. Let's saddle the horses and get going. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had pushed on a short distance through the storm until they saw a small ranch house a few hundred yards back from the trail. We'll head for that place, Tonto. Ah. We not see smoke come from chimney. We think it deserted. I hope so. I will save explanations about my mask. Come, Silver. Come, come boy. Down. Come, Silver. Soon, the two men pulled to a stop at the ranch house, which was a fairly large one with a barn attached. Hold on. No one here, Tonto. Luckily, there's a barn attached to the house where the horses will be out of the storm. Uh-huh. We'll take Silver and Scout back to the barn. We'll carry our saddlebags inside. Come on, Silver. Come on, The masked man and Indian put the horses in the barn out of the storm. They found there was a door leading directly into the back of the house. There, Silver. You and Scout will be comfortable here. Otto, I notice there's a door leading into the ranch house from here. Oh, that's plenty good. Well, let's go. The two men entered a large main room and hung their saddlebags on pegs on the wall. The Lone Ranger was pleased to notice wood piled alongside the pot-bellied stove and a few cooking utensils hanging nearby. A quick survey showed a door on one side leading into another room. Here's another room, Tonto, with built-in bunks. Oh, face plenty big. Ah. Oh, me get fire started, make coffee. That's a good idea. We have enough supplies for two or three days. I uh, think while you're starting the fire, Tonto, I'll remove my mask and put on a disguise. Well, why you do that? Well, it's possible others will be caught on the trail in this storm. Or if the owner should return, I'd be ready for him. Uh, me hope storm not last long. <laughs> so do I. We're practically snowbound now. Well, soon place be warm. We not worry. We safe from storm here. All right, start the fire. I'll get busy on my disguise. <laughs> Sometime later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto heard voices in front of the house. Men stop outside, Kimasabi. I'll go to the door. Hi, mister. We can't go out in this storm. I'm going to put this up for a while. Why, of course. Take your horses to the barn around behind the house. Right. Thanks. 
After attending to their horses, the three men entered carrying their saddlebags, which they put on the floor near the wall. Jeff looked over the Lone Ranger and Tonto sharply before he spoke. You and uh, the Indian live here, mister? No, we took refuge here from the storm. No one was here. Oh, uh, better pull up chairs near the stove. My friend will give you some hot coffee. Oh, thanks. <coughs> we're lucky to find this place. I'm afraid we're going to be snowbound over Forget here. Forget it, Hal. We're out of the storm now. My name's Jeffers, mister. These are two friends of mine, Hal and uh, Joe. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, howdy. Do you men have any supplies with you? Me notice saddlebags, plenty full. Uh, don't let that fool you, Indian. We don't have any supplies. Just some other clothes in our saddlebags. We've traveled a long way. Yeah, that's right. We have only a few supplies, but we'd be glad to share them. Of course, we'll have to go on short rations to make them last even two days. Holy cat, you think we'll be stuck here that long? Well, I don't know. The snow is piling up fast. It's best to look ahead. We're lucky, Joe, to have a place like this to stay in. We'll make out all right, I reckon. Of course. There are four bunks in the other room and two cots in here. How come you and the Indian got caught in the storm? We were on the way to Batesville. Uh, here, coffee. Me fine tin cups near stove. Sure need that hot coffee. Thanks. Let's get in the other room quick. I'll take it easy, Hal. David, it might Shut be. up. You all seem rather jumpy. I'm sure there's no need for guns. Best to be on the safe side, mister. I'll see who it is. Uh, howdy, mister. Howdy. I'm a stage driver. Stage got stuck out in the trail. Got a boy and an old man with me as passengers. Could you put us up? Of course. Uh, come on, folks. Howdy, Gramps. I'm cool. You'll soon be warm, Davy. Howdy, mister. Uh, howdy. Better come in quickly out of the storm. Uh, uh, now that my passengers are taken care of, I have to see about my horses. We'll put our coats on and go help you. I think there's room back in the barn for them. All right, let's go, Tom. Uh -huh. The Lone Ranger and Tonto went with the stage driver and brought back the horses from the maroon stage. Soon the horses were made comfortable in the barn. <laughs> Reckon that'll hold them for a while. Might as well get inside now where it's warm. Oh, uh, go on in. We'll join you and the others in a moment. Sure, sure. Hello. There's something odd about those three men who came here a while ago. I'd better not call you by name in front of them. Uh, you notice. Uh, they seem plenty nervous. Strange, they're traveling without supplies, unless they left someplace in a big hurry. Uh, yeah, they'll bear watching. Uh, what we do know about supplies, we not have much since others come. We'll make what we have last as long as possible. All right, let's go inside then. The afternoon wore on slowly, and the storm continued with even greater fury. At nightfall, Tonto carefully measured out the supplies and prepared a meager supper for the group. After they had eaten, Jeffers was the only one to complain. Hey, Indian, that wasn't enough to keep a bird alive. Sure you're not holding back on us? Well, we give each one the same amount. Supplies go fast. My friend and I have only enough to last us two days. With six more people to feed, it's almost all gone right now. What'll we do when it is gone? We may be stuck here a long time. We'll starve. We'll have to put up with the circumstances as they are, Hal. We'll melt snow and boil the water for drinking purposes. <laughs> At least we'll not go thirsty. That's right. Yeah, we passed a farm about a mile back along the trail. Too bad we didn't get stuck back there. 
course, it might as well be ten miles away for all the good it is to us with that storm raging. If the storm stops, it might be possible for one of us to get through to the farm and bring back supplies. Uh, man would be a fool to try it. I knew of a man who got stranded and froze to death in a storm like this less than a quarter of a mile from his own place. Yes, that's possible. Yeah, doggone it, my business, most anything can happen. Davy, it's a good thing you weren't riding my stage when I was driving down Pecos Way last year. What happened? Yeah, I got held up. Golly, did he rob the stage? No, he didn't get the chance. You see, it was this way. We were going across the plains when it happened. Outlaws and me carrying a gold shipment for the stop. Ho, ho, hold on. Ho, ho, ho. All right, you throw down the cash box. All three of us got you covered. All right, all right, mister. I reckon there's nothing else to do. Well, Davy, as I started to reach under the seat for the strong box, I, I heard shooting. And I saw a couple of hombres coming lickety-split across the plains with their guns blazing. Hey, look, a couple of alhoots holding in on us. Oh, I'm hit. Oh, oh, he's oh, he's just oh. You all right, driver? Jiminy, a masked man and an engine. We're not here to rob you. We came to help. We'll tie these crooks and put them into the coach. You take them to the sheriff in town. Sure, sure, mister. And thanks a lot. You kept him from getting a gold shipment. Golly, didn't the masked man say who he was? No, no, Davy. But he gave me this to show to the sheriff. See there? A silver bullet. All is carried. I remember the masked man rode a big white stallion. Uh, that's interesting, driver. I think we should make preparations to turn in for the night. My Indian friend and I'll take turns keeping the fire going. Well, come on, Joe, Hal. We'll use the folks in the other room. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, I'm not ready to turn in yet, Jim. Shut up and listen. You heard the story the driver just told, didn't you? Yeah, sure. I heard of the mask man he mentioned. I noticed that tall hombre in there is carrying what looks like silver bullets in his gun belt. There's a big white stallion out in the barn. Maybe it just happened that way. Maybe... Don't be a fool. The masked man told about... Well, he's known as a lone ranger. What? And he helps the law. Holy mackerel. And you think the tall hombre's the same man? Yeah. But he isn't wise to us. Before we leave here, we'll make sure he and the Indian are done for. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. After the three crooks had gone into the other room and shut the door behind them, 
The Lone Ranger beckoned to Tonto to follow him into the barn. We'll uh, look at the horses. We'll be back in a few minutes. Sure, sure. Go right ahead, mister. Tonto, there's still something about those three men I don't like. Mm -hmm. Not the way me feel. They've been jumpy ever since they've been here. After the driver told that story, I noticed Jeffers looking at me sharply, as if he suspected who I am. I may notice that. You think them crooks? Not only that, but they could be the three men we came up this way to find. Oh, me not think of that. If they don't think we suspect them, they may not show their hand. We must find some way to prove our suspicions. Uh, maybe when others sleep, me get chance to look in saddlebags. Maybe them carry loot with them. All right, watch for your chance. Uh, well, what we do, we find out. Them train robbers. Well, we'll decide that later. All right, let's go back inside. As the night wore on, the others in the ranch house made themselves comfortable and tried to get some sleep. Tonto and the Lone Ranger spread blankets near the stove, but neither of them slept. Later, when Tonto felt sure the others were sleeping, he crawled from under his blanket and went to investigate the crook's saddlebags. A few moments later, he touched the Lone Ranger and whispered, Kimasabi, yes. me find gold, cash in saddlebags. Be sure now, them crooks who rob train. The men we were after. <laughs> and the wind has eased up. The moon is shining, Tonto. The storm's over. Uh, because a boy, an old man, we better not capture him now. All right. Get Scout and try to break your way through to the farm a mile from here. Bring help. Maybe we're able to surprise him when them sleep. If Jeffers knows who I am, he'll be on guard. They don't know what we've found out. Yeah, it's almost dawn. You think you can make it to the farm? Uh -huh. Go now. Go Tonto left quietly and started through the snow toward the farm a mile away. The going was slow and difficult, but finally Tonto reached the trail and started toward the farmhouse. As the first faint flush appeared in the eastern sky, Tonto saw some horsemen stopped a short distance ahead. He saw that they were gathered around the snowbound stagecoach. Get him off, Scout! In a few minutes, he reached the stranded stage and pulled rein. Oh, Scott. Oh, fella. Hi, Indian. Know anything about the folks who are on this stage? Uh, and me glad we find you. You, Sheriff? Yeah, yeah, I'm the Sheriff. These men are a posse that started out hunting some crooks. But what about the stage here? You said you knew what happened to the driver and passenger, so speak up. Yeah, come on, Well, them find shelter in small ranch house back yonder. Good, I'm glad to hear they're safe. But they're not safe. What do you mean? Them snowbound with three gunmen. And gunmen carry much cash, gold and saddlebags. Me leave to get help. Oh, glad me find sheriff and posse. Holy smoke, those must be the outlaws we're out looking for. Ah, but them have guns and them plenty mean. And their boy, an old man with stage in ranch house. It not good. Friend, tell me, come get help. By Jimmy, we better get there as quick as we can. Let's go, men. And we'd better be prepared for trouble. Those three armies are killers. Get up there! Get up, Scout! At dawn, the sun came up, and those in the cabin awoke. When Jeffers, Hal, and Joe came from the other room, they found the Lone Ranger and the others already eating their meager breakfast. Yeah. Looks like the storm is over. Yes, it is. Where's the Indian? He set out for the farm back along the trail to get more supplies. You ought to be able to get away from here, Jeff, if that Indian can get through. Yeah, well, wait a while, then we'll try it, Hal. I reckon since the stage didn't arrive where we were heading, they'll telegraph to Batesville. 
And maybe folks will break away out the trail to find us. That's possible. Well, we're not waiting for them to get here. Well, golly, I hope they do come for us. I didn't sleep very well during the night, because I didn't have much supper. Oh, don't worry, Davy. You'll soon be away from here. Well, I thought when I saw the Indian looking in those saddlebags over huh? there, that maybe he'd find some more food for us to eat. What saddlebags, Button? What are you talking about? Well, I was lying there awake, and I saw the Indian looking into those saddlebags. Over there, by the wall. Perhaps you just thought you saw that, Davy. No, I'm sure. And I heard you and your friend talking low about crooks or something like that. Jeff, they must have found out. Hold it, Al. Don't move, anybody. Cover them, fellas. Right, sure. What is this? You know well enough. That snooping Indian went through our saddlebags like the youngster said. I got wise to you last night, mister. I see. Joe, go behind his chair and take his guns. Sure. Better not try, Joe. As Joe started toward the Lone Ranger... Jeff suddenly stepped behind the boy, David, and placed his gun against David's head. All right, please, mister. Don't make a move. I'll Joe get your guns or I'll gun the boy. Mister, don't let him shoot me. My grandson, they'll kill him. I'm not moving, Joe. Take my guns. Pleasure. I got him, Jeff. Good. All of you get up and line up against the wall over there. Go on. All right. <laughs> you too, youngster. Great day. What's this all about, anyway? You'll soon know, mister. I tie them, Joe. I'll keep them covered. Sure. While two of the crooks kept them covered, Joe started tying each of them, beginning with the driver. The boy David stood on the end of the line, next to the Lone Ranger. Joe tied the stage driver and Gramps. Then he stood in front of the Lone Ranger. Turn around and put your hands behind you, mister. All right. The Lone Ranger slowly turned around and put his hands behind him. Then, as Joe reached out to bind them... The masked man suddenly kicked back with all his strength, hey, no, catching the crook on the no. shin with a boot heel. As the crook Joe momentarily bent over with pain, the Lone Ranger crouched and turned, grabbing Joe's gun with one hand. Then with the other, he sent the man sprawling back against Hal. Look out, hey! Well, that should do it. I'll get him. Quiet! The bullet from the Lone Ranger's gun struck Jeff in the wrist, causing his gun to fly from his hand and land some feet away. But Hal, recovering his balance after Joe fell against him, suddenly grabbed Joe as a shield. He can't hit me, and I still have my gun. Hey, go. You block me. Stand still, or I'll plug you myself. As Hal momentarily struggled to keep Joe in front of him, the Lone Ranger quickly leaped behind the pot-bellied stove, which was close to him. Hey, he's behind the stove now. Let go, Hal, or you'll shoot and kill me. Maybe. And he might even plug me, too. But not before I put bullets in the boy and the old man. Oh. Don't! Don't let him shoot us! Hey, Jiminy, he might manage to plug us at that before the taller fella could finally blast him both. I'll manage it all right. Now you, behind the stove, you better not chance any shooting, unless you want to see the boy and old man get it. The Lone Ranger, protected now by the stove, weighed the chances of gunning Hal as he stood behind Joe. Part of Hal's arm showed as he reached alongside Joe's body to aim his gun. But in spite of his expert marksmanship, the Lone Ranger hesitated to risk hitting the unarmed man Hal used as a shield. Then, too, he realized that even if he shot Joe, and then the crook who was holding the gun, there was a possibility that the boy David or his grandfather or both might be shot. The tense silence was broken by Hal. You're in a position to gun us both, mister. Of course, you'll have to gun Joe first to get me. But like I said, while you're doing it, I'll gun the boy and old man. Uh, tell him to drop his gun, Hal. Toss it out here, then I'll go pick up mine. Yeah, good idea. Toss your gun out here, mister. If you don't, 
Even though I know we'll get plugged, I'll start throwing lead at the boy and Gramps. If you toss out your gun, mister, they'll most likely shoot us all, including you. You'll have to take that chance. I'm not taking that chance. Mister, I'm giving you a count of three. You don't toss out your gun, I'll start shooting. Whether you try to gun us or not. One. Oh, things are sure going to happen now. Gun them both, mister. I'm willing to take the risk. Now wait, Hal. If he fires, I'm the first to take a bullet. Shut up. Two. As tension mounted, the crook Joe moved uneasily, but he knew Hal would gun him in the back if he tried to jump aside. Meantime, the Lone Ranger thought quickly. Though it was against his code to shoot an unarmed man, he realized it was that or risk letting Davy and Gramps be killed. He decided to shoot fast and make each shot count in hopes of preventing Hal from using his gun. Just as he was about to squeeze the trigger, it happened. Oh, oh. Shot through the window. Don't move, you. I'll pick up that gun. Man alive, I thought this was the end for us. Look, there's the Indian. He must have been the one who shot through the window. Yeah, and he has the sheriff and his men with him. You all right, Kimosabi? Yes, Tano, but you came just at the right time. Anything might have happened. We were out hunting for these three crooks when we were caught in the storm. We put up at the farm down the trail. That's fortunate for us, Sheriff. A farmhand managed to get in and reported the stage was stuck on the trail. We started out early this morning and then met the Indian not far from here. Ah, and me tell him about three men who have plenty gold, cash, in saddlebags. Cash and gold? Then that's what you were looking at this morning. We better untie Gramps and the driver. We'll watch these pull cats. Keep them covered, boys. Wait a minute. There you are, Gramps. You're free. Thanks, mister. Davy, you shouldn't have told about seeing the Indian go through the saddlebags. That's what started all the trouble. It's all right, Gramps. Davy didn't realize they were train robbers. But in the future, Davy, don't tell what you see and hear unless you're sure it isn't going to hurt people. Well, I promise, mister. But golly, are they really train robbers? Yes, Davy, and killers. Great day. Just think of us being snowbound with coyotes like that. Well, I'm sorry I started trouble. Yeah, we were wise to that tall hombre. Trouble would have started sooner or later. Shut up, you. We'll fix your wounds and then take you to town. You should be able to get through now, Sheriff. Sure, we'll make it. These guns on the table are mine, Sheriff, so I'll take them. I don't know, I'll ride on ahead and break the way for you to follow. All right, mister. We'll see you all in town later. Goodbye, David. Goodbye, mister. Yeah. Uh, Kimus, I'll keep us up here. Yes. Uh, maybe boy like... Silver bullet, like driver have, huh? Oh, why, of course. Uh, here, David. Oh, golly. Thanks a lot. Adios, all. Goodbye, Mr. Me have saddlebags, Kimasabi. Good, Toto. See, driver? I have a silver bullet like yours, too. Uh-huh. That's sure nice of him to give you that. I wouldn't give mine away for anything. Huh? What's all that about a silver bullet? No, I have one here. See here? Yeah. I found out a masked man who helps the law was the one who saved my stage once from a holdup. And later I learned he was a... Jump and Jiminy, that tall fellow who just went out gave Davy a silver bullet just like mine. He didn't have a mask on, so his face must have been disguised or something. But now I'm sure he's the Lone Ranger. What? The Lone Ranger? Golly.
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>